Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Washington football team nation. What is up? We are back for week three. This is the Tay and Todd Washington football podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you. We hope you enjoy. If you listened before, thank you for listening again. You know, Tay, you have this like consistent intro that you've been doing since like day one, right? <laughs> like you used to be Redskins Nation and now it's Washington football team nation. What is up? And then I'm always left there trying to figure out what to say. I've been trying to figure it out for months now. I, I'm going to try what I just did going forward and see how I feel about it. Okay, that sounds this is, good. This is the Tay and Todd podcast. I'm going to just go with that. We'll see how it works. Maybe get some feedback. But yeah, it's an, <laughs> it's an inner thing. It's an inner battle. I haven't really talked about it much. But um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, thank you for joining us. Week three, I, you know, I knew this was going to happen today. The season is going by fast already. Like, it's it's already week three. I know, I know. <laughs> I want it to slow down. Like, I want it to happen fast, and I want it to slow down at the same time. I don't know. There's no way to win with NFL season, but all right, week three. So Before, before, before we go any further, yeah, we just – I just need to recognize the heck of a job you've been doing with the All-22. If there's any uh, sports people out there – you need to get Todd on the show. You need to get him a, a job or something because the man puts in the work. To, uh, I just need to pers- I need to publicly just recognize the job you've been doing with the with the offensive breakdowns and with uh, Dwayne Haskins all twenty two. It, it's been it's been really good, and then I've been enjoying it. I appreciate that, Tate. Thank you for saying that. I you know, and I I do enjoy it too. It's fun. Like I said, I've been. I always enjoy watching all 22, but like, you know, we weren't active on Twitter, so I would never actually share anything for the world. So it's fun being able to share it. Some of that stuff does take time. I will say the cut up of all the rat <laughs> combinations took way more time than <laughs> I want to say. And so I was kind of doing it to see if people would like it and it's kind of caught on later. So I'll see about doing that again in the future, but I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Thank you for saying that. It's, it's fun. And I know people are enjoying it. So. I've also, you also kind of learned that it depends on how you want to operate. But in our case, the Twitter and the podcast are like two separate things. And right. so the Twitter can help the podcast grow. So I think it's important to keep that going strong. So thank you for saying that. It, it's fun. We're having a great time. Um, we'll have even more fun if they win on Sunday. So, yes. okay, it's, it's, it's always funny because the, the tone, what's the, no, the heart, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but the energy among fans is always going to be strongly leaning towards how the last game went, right? right. If they win or if they win in convincing fashion, it's always going to be sky high, great. If they lose poorly, it's going to be gloom and doom, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the truth is 
probably somewhere in the middle because we've seen two different teams on two different weeks, two very different outcomes. So Sunday will give us more data. So we'll know more about this team, right? Uh, if you were just offhand, do you think we'll see more of week one Washington football team or week two Washington football team on week three and week three? I'll see. I'll say in week three, we'll see second half of both team, okay. uh, both uh, both games, both weeks. I think we'll see a more uh, heavy dose of the screens. Uh, I think we'll see more trust of, of the way. I think they'll start faster. So I think we'll see a second half uh, Washington football team of both weeks going into week three. That would be that'd be good to see. Um, because, you know, defensively, they gave up, what, zero points in the second half versus Philly. Uh, against the Cardinals, they gave up, I want to say, 10 points in the second half. And then they've scored 20 points against Philly in the second half. And then, I guess, 15 points against the Cardinals. But, um, yeah, their momentum is all coming in the second half. I, it's, I'm not sure why. It seems like we always have questions like this to answer about this team. But. All right, they're playing a new team this week, though, Cleveland. So let's talk some about Cleveland. Uh, one and one, lost to the Ravens, arguably the best team in the league. Beat the Bengals, the, the worst team in the league last year, right? So their schedule has already kind of changed a lot. And then so now they're playing us, and we, are, we don't know what we are yet, right? Um, right. So what we, know about the, what we know about the Browns is, one, they are, they are very focused on the run at this point. They're a pretty run-heavy offense. They ran all over the Bengals. They actually ran with success against the Ravens. And then on top of that, they are actually pretty solid against the run defensively. Uh, they held the Bengals to, I think, 68 yards. They held the Ravens, who probably in the season with the first or second uh, rushing offense in the league, to about 111 yards, I think. Yeah. And so where they have lacked, I guess, on the other side is the passing game, where they've given up 300 yards a game through two weeks. Um. Uh, Baker Mayfield, week one, they lost, and he kind of struggled. I mean, the Ravens have a good defense. Accuracy was kind of an issue, and it wasn't like he was sailing balls all over the place. It was it was just like an inch behind or an inch ahead. Um, and then against the Bengals, I think they did some things differently to get him more settled in. So um, I, I don't know how you feel about this day, but I actually think they're going to have to attack through the air for the Browns. I think they're going to – I don't think that the running game will be um, be able to be a consistent threat consistently uh, move the ball for us. I don't know if you, if you feel the same way about that. Yeah, I'm, over, I'm looking here at the stats, and you're right. Uh, they, they've done a great job. The Browns have done a great job against the run as they've held, like you said, they held Baltimore to 111 yards, and then they did a great job against Cincinnati as well. But I think we're going to have to, like you said, I think we're going to have to go through the air. I think we're going to have to set up some 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 uh, what, am, what am I thinking? Some short passes to kind of replace those five yard runs here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah, do yeah. that to kind of knock out some of the chunks. But their passing defense is very suspect. And their their top I'm, two cornerbacks are both limited in practice this week. Wow. See, I didn't know that either. So, yeah. and th and that's that's going to help out big time. Yeah, um, going to help out big time. Greedy Williams. I mean, you look at you look at Boyd. Boyd had seventy two yards. Sample had uh, forty five. Uh, Uzoma had forty two. Mixon forty. Higgins thirty five. Mike Thomas thirty one. So it looks like they're very susceptible to the pass. 
yeah, spreading the um, spreading the ball around. The Bengals were spreading the ball. I mean, Joe Burrow threw the ball sixty-one times. <laughs> All right, don't don't want that to happen. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, their top two cornerbacks, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, both limited in practice. I mean, I, if I were a guessing man, I would I, I don't know exactly what they're. I think it was knee and uh, let's see, it was Greedy Williams was a shoulder. Denzel Ward was a groin. Uh, so I mean. I, I would just guess they're playing. They also, their starting tackle, Jack Conklin, was limited. Well, no, he was full mm-hmm. yesterday. But they're going to be missing a couple guys in the defensive line, Olivier Vernon and Adrian Claiborne. Um, so we talk about having to attack them through the air. Washington needs to attack uh, the Browns through the air. Another thing that we need to see, so the, the offense that we saw called by Scott Turner week one and week two were pretty different. Uh, they, were, they weren't the same. Week one, you saw more uh, 21 personnel, more two running backs. You saw more quick screens, more uh, RPO, bubble screens. And then week two was different. There was a lot less of those, you know, hand almost equivalent to handoff completions. Uh, More either not down the field, but maybe mid-range, more spot Mm -hmm. routes, things of that nature. The problem is the strength of Washington right now, really, like their weapons are. J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Steven Sims. Those are their best options. Their not best options are Dontrell Inman, Logan Thomas, Marcus Ball. But we're seeing Inman and Thomas get a large chunk of the target shares. Mm -hmm. And there's actually something someone tweeted yesterday, and it showed how it was shared between McLaurin, Sims, Thomas, and Inman. And they were all kind of in a similar range. But the yards after catch for Inman and Thomas was – like 1.8 yards and like 3.7 yards. And I'm watching, so I was watching Justin Herbert, watching Joe Burrow, watching some of these other young quarterbacks to kind of see how they're doing compared to Dwayne, but then other things. And one thing you notice is that their receivers running back, when I say receivers, I'm talking about anyone who can receive the ball. Their receivers are doing things with the ball in their hands, which we see Terry do, and which we've seen Steven Sims do. But when we, but in, when anyone else catches the ball, nothing is happening after that. Like, no. I mean, nothing is happening. Even, even really for Gibson and, and McKissick at this point, because they've mostly been catching wheel routes out of the backfield with the defender draped all over them. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're going to attack them through the air, Tate, we got to, we got to go two running backs, two receivers, tight end, or two running backs, three receivers, something along those lines. But get your best weapons, your most shifty guys, your guys who who can create in space and get them out there. That's what I want to see this week from the offense in terms of how they strategize. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I would like to see as well. I would like to see – I think I think Gandy Golden is starting to, to shape up. Uh, I know that, that that one catch for three yards was something you say not a big deal, but I think it was a big deal just to see him get his first catch. And, I mean, he, he showed – I think he ran a motion in the backfield as well to like, like, like yeah. he's going to get a yeah. handoff, he although was, um, he didn't get it. He was coming in and, and like like chipping defensive ends and then going out for a route yeah. and, <laughs> and then chipping. <laughs> it was funny because we were watching it with a friend of ours who played with him, and he was like, man, they got that boy blocking. <laughs> but, hey, but I mean, I he's, th- he's on the field. I think it's coming. I think it's coming, you know, and, and that maybe that one that one catch for three yards could be a confidence builder. You know, you don't know. But right. um, I'm interested to see if he gets – in, inserted a little bit more seeing that Inman hasn't been doing much and I like what Ryan's doing as far as uh, the, 
he's he's looking at these four games as as preseason, and so so these guys are going to get time. And as soon as as soon as Gandy Golden gets gets a grip of that offense, I think it's only a matter of time before we see him start making some plays. So. Like you said, with Thomas not getting much yak and Inman not getting much yak, you have to consider, okay, well, what about Isaiah Wright? What about yeah, Danny Golden? Definitely. If these guys can get the offense going quick, you know, learn the offense, then maybe they'd be able to provide some explosive plays as well. Yeah, yeah, because that's a big part of the game. I mean, most of the yards quarterbacks get is not through the air, not the right. distance the ball traveled. A right. good portion of it is yards gained by the receiver after the catch. Right now, Terry's really the only guy really doing it. Steven Sims some, but I just don't think that they're using their weapons, you know, and I use that word gracefully because weapons is, you know, maybe like it's not – weapons is not strong for them right now, but there's the ones that they do have, they're not using them properly. And mm-hmm. I, I, Scott Turner is still, I think, trying to get comfortable, and, and I think he'll get there. Because, again, anything that we – anything that we – state as i don't know even a concern at this point is a bit of an overreaction because how we we do this every year it's not i mean not us literally every fan of the nfl everyone who watches the nfl every year we do this we watch one two three games (laughs) and we make season-long assertions about any team not just washington any team and then by the end of the season it's just completely different right right? it's just it's such a long it's not long but it's a long season so much changes and happens so yeah, I just I hope that I hope that offensively what we see differently is, is a lot more use of, of Gibson and McKissick. Um, another thing offensively, and this is something that Dwayne said after the Cardinals, something you could see from the Eagles as well. Both teams that they've played so far played a lot of man against them. I'm gonna guess mm-hmm. why. Because they look at them and they say Dontrell Inman, Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I mean Terry obviously gets his respect, which did you see what Larry Fitzgerald said about Terry? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Right. From a legend. And and then Logan Thomas, whatever it may be, you're looking at it and you're saying, we don't have to run these complex zone blitz, man blitz, whatever, all these different things to confuse them. We can literally just play man and cover them. That's what teams are saying probably when they watch Washington. And they're probably right. Watching Logan Thomas, and and look, I've watched every passing play several times today. I kind of know what they are when I click on them. Watching mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, Logan Thomas against man, he's he's really only getting open on a on a long crossing route that against a linebacker that takes time to develop where he can build up his speed. Any sort of quick out route, any sort of zig route, quick in route, anything like a corner route, a deep out route, a deep in route against man coverage, take Logan Thomas, not open. Okay. Not <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right now, not open. There's one route where he gets open. If you remember the Cardinals game, it was a it was a throw. Dwayne just missed off his fingertip tips, and before halftime, he was crossing the field. That's the only route against man coverage where I've really seen Logan Thomas get open. Wow. So teams watch that and they say, "Well, why not just play man coverage, right? Keep a safety over top of Terry." So on top of them needing to run, do more things with the running backs out of the backfield and favor your matchups, you need to also run these concepts that will beat man coverage, like the crossing routes, like the shallow, the deep crossing routes, things like that. And do it with your guys who can beat man coverage. Because mm-hmm. Sims can beat it. Terry can beat it. Gibson can beat it. McKissick can beat it. Logan Thomas and Dontrell Emmett are not doing a, a great job right now of that. And so I think Scott Turner is really, really, it's a struggle. It's not easy because he doesn't have great weapons. But then with the guys he has, he's just not using them properly. Okay, so uh, tell me how you felt about the offensive line play 
against the Cardinals and how you're feeling about it going into the Browns? Because honestly, they were a little better week two. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. And and after just hearing Ron's uh, just his press conference, it's starting to make sense. A lot, a lot is starting to make okay. sense, and it's kind of tempering my expectations as a fan. Just knowing that, like he said, we got to see what you know what, what these guys have. And just like with Christian, how he improved from last week into this week. And that's what we're looking for, you know, as far as these guys and and just looking for improvement. I thought Christian, uh, I think it was, who was it? Maybe Robbie Duncan posted a couple things. Robbie Duncan, yeah, I was about to say that. Yes. And he followed the offensive line. Yes, it was was a great, great uh, uh, thread. And he was right, you know, Christian didn't do bad. And that's what we're expecting to see week to week to week. And if that stacks up, then that's that's that is the six that's the accomplishment for this year, I believe, and that's what's Ron seeing. We got to see what we have. Yeah, exactly. And next year is really the year where we kind of take off, you know. Definitely. But you want to see and and Moses. Oh man, Moses has been balling he out. Yes, yes. You know, I was a big today. hater of him. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I was a big big hater in the beginning of the year. I gave him my <laughs> F or D, but he's been. <laughs> He's answered, and I think the O line is okay. We just got to get a couple more pieces there, and yeah, figure yep. out what's what's what is going to do with what this week. Yeah, that was I was going to ask. They got some big boys. Yeah, I was going to ask you one to ten scale of one to ten. How concerned are you about the offensive line as a whole with Sheriff being out? I'm curious to see your answer and then give mine. I'm going to say about fifty fifty. Okay, so five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's. I was gonna say five tops, maybe mm-hmm. like a four or a three, mm-hmm. because and I haven't done the hardcore in depth look, but especially against the Cardinals, um, Sheriff really was not playing well. He, I mean, he he definitely hasn't been playing up to I guess the contract that he was looking for, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually not super concerned about White Trevor to come in for Sheriff. Also, it's good news that Sheriff is only out three to five weeks. I do prefer yeah. Sheriff to be in there, but right. Um, yeah, honestly, I th- I'm starting to think that it's the interior of the offensive line that's the bigger problem. Yeah, like, that's what it seems. That's what it feels like, um, and so that's why when against the Cardinals, it was a Chandler Jones who's their main guy. He's coming around the edge nine times out of ten, and Jerron Christian for a, a guy who. Uh, uh, what's his name? Sorry, Chandler Jones, 40, 49 sacks in three years, something like that. Mm-hmm. He held his own. I mean, Chandler Jones had maybe one sack. I mean, maybe if I'm not sure, honestly, maybe, most yeah. of the sacks against the Cardinals, Dwayne ran into them. Half of right. them, I would say two out of four were really on Dwayne fully. The one bad one was the fumble, which Sheriff got beat. That was, that was probably the worst play for the line. But other than that, uh, Dwayne on average had time against the Cardinals. There wasn't as much pressure up the middle like the Eagles who have Fletcher Cox. And then so I'm a bit more concerned against the Browns because of Miles Garrett, because that pressure will probably be coming more from the inside. Right. And so kind of scared about Miles Garrett. I know that's your guy too, Tate. Yeah, I like I like Miles, but man, this week is gonna be tough. <laughs> yeah, it is it is gonna be tough. It, especially when you factor in the 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 expectation, at least on our part, that the running game will be hard to get by. So, offensively, I don't know. Let's say let's say if their performance has been to this point a what D through D. two games, 
what are you expecting this week? A letter grade in, in anticipation. What type of performance are you expecting from the offense based on what we know about Cleveland's defense and how they I'm perform? Gonna say, I'm going to say C-plus, close to a B, because you look at the Bengals, they put – yeah, you may say Bengals have better weapons, uh, but still, they put up 30, and each week they gave up – you say, okay, well, they played the Ravens week one. Okay, yeah, but they still give up, you know, 30 points. Yeah. So I'm expecting a C-plus. I think this game will come out a little high scoring or our, or our and hopefully our defense won't give up many – many points though I think we'll have a, a nice outing this week yeah okay yeah I know and it's I know it's easy to say but I'm still expecting uh improvement by the offense so I like what you said I'd probably go I'll probably go with the I'm gonna be a little optimistic I'm gonna say a b minus mm-hmm. and see some improvement largely I think that will come from how they plan how they attack the Browns right, and then right. and then how it's executed um one of the big things on offense as well has been third down conversions. Maybe that goes without saying, but they failed on a third and seven. This is all in like order. Third and seven, third and two, third and four, third and two, and then third and six twice. And it's so it's like, they're not like, obviously they get stuck in a third and 10 or more here and there, but on average they're at third and short or third and medium, and they're still not converting them. And that's a combination of play calling, pressure, accuracy, and the receivers like it's it's a combination of everybody um but i think that i think that getting a third and three or third and four is not that hard should it be hard they'll get better at it and then they can sustain some drives so yeah offensively if they come out attack more with the running backs prepare for man coverage call plays to to beat man coverage and then if the offensive line plays at least as well as they did against the cardinals we'll see that improvement I think what happens with the offensive line is, for one, we have a preconceived notion that they're bad. And then we see a couple plays, a few plays where they're bad. And then it just becomes that they played poorly. They need to be better, but they weren't as bad as the Cardinals. So now um, let's switch over to the defense. So the Browns, the Browns offense is interesting. For one, they've got talent, right? I mean, talking about uh, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, and Joku is out injured, right? If I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, but Austin Hooper, and then in the backfield, you've got Kareem Hunt and you've got Nick Chubb. On the offensive line, is it is it Jedrick Wills? They're young. Jedrick Willis from uh, Willis from from where is he from? Alabama. Alabama. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um, they've got Jack Conklin. So, I was watching back specifically to see how the Ravens and the Bengals did in regards to getting pressure on Baker, and it wasn't like this overwhelming consistent pressure on him and it's interesting too because the the, so the Browns offense is not like the Cardinals offense okay for one obviously they don't have Kyler Murray you see how many times Kyler Murray got away from a play that most other quarterbacks would have been exactly Exactly. and I was watching I was watching Montez Sweat chase him down and kind of with him step for step till he like kind of dove slash fell against what 30 other quarterbacks that's probably a sack okay Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield is elusive and whatnot, but the defensive line, unlike how they really, unlike the chances they had versus the Cardinals, the defensive line will have chances to affect the game against the Browns. The Browns are going to take more shots down the field. They're going to have more deep drops for Baker where he sits yeah. and looks for a guy down the field, as opposed to the Cardinals where it was mostly quick stuff, right? Mm-hmm. On top of the fact you have to account for Kyler. Um, so kind of expecting a bigger performance for the defensive line against the Browns. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I, I like there the opportunities will be there. So one thing that the Browns really like to do because they run the ball well is they like to go with a lot of play action. That to mm-hmm. me is going to be a key to the game. If we can just say keys to the game, my key to the game is going to be how well the defense plays against the play action. Because the Bengals, man, they got sucked into it just about every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. Those line, all, all the linebackers, the nickel back. There was even one play they were playing man. And I think, not Odell, I think Jarvis Landry was running a crossing route from the far side of the corner was with them. And then he stopped because he thought the running back had the ball. And then Jarvis Landry got like 10 yards of separation. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the ball went to Odell, who scored a touchdown down the field on the right. double move. <laughs> and right. so, how they play against the play action is going to be huge, huge, huge. Okay. Same, same. We're going to have to shut that down. You know, they do a lot of three tight end sets. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with that, I know that I've seen something where, where Baker against the blitz, he lights it up. I think he's about sixty nine percent. He's thrown three touchdowns mm-hmm. and one interception. But against four-man rush, he hasn't had that much success. Gotcha. Okay. So what I'm thinking is it's going to – that front four, they haven't played a front four like us. The Ravens have a good defense, but they don't have a front four yeah. like us. Overall, yeah. their defense is better, but the front exactly. four for Washington. Yeah. yeah. Bengals, they definitely don't have a better – No. I don't think don't. they have a better defense than us. They may have a better secondary, maybe. Um, but Probably yeah, not. <laughs> probably not. But with, with the addition of Kendall Fuller coming back, Seems like he's been practicing full. Right, right, right. Not even on the injury report. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to stopping the run, and it's going to come down to put them in that passing because they haven't had a receiver over 75 yards a game. Mm. Okay. So that's, that's going to be – we're going to have to stop the run. If we can put Baker in a passing, make him pass, Yes, yes. I have no – we can have another eight-sack performance, I truly believe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think – I think the absolute ideal outcome for this game would be to get up because when you get up and you force Baker to throw, the more you force Baker oh Mayfield goodness. to throw, you're going to get way more opportunities for turnovers, right? Like oh he's going to give you a chance. I mean, the Ravens dropped probably two. They got one, they dropped probably two. The one against the Bengals was pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he played a better game against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And so I have a question too about their running offense because they ran for, I think about 215 yards against the Bengals. It was 130, I think, 138 about against the Ravens. But the Bengals actually, if I'm not mistaken, had either the worst or like one of the bottom rushing defenses in the league last year. And so those 200 yards, a large chunk of it, probably 75 came on a a drive at the end of the game where they were trying to close it out, where they didn't throw the ball at all. They ran it every play and they scored. (laughs) Is that more about the uh, the Browns' ability to run the ball, or is it more about the Bengals' inability to stop the run? You know, I think it, I think it comes from both ends. I do know they do have Bill Callahan. That's what I'm a little worried about. Yeah, Bill, you have Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so I know he knows these guys up front. All you know, pretty much all of them. They, I'm sure he knows the scheme, but he doesn't know Chase Young yet. But so I, I'm sure he's going to have a, a game plan that's ready for him. Yeah. Um, I think it's – I think their offensive line – I think they have a good running – run-blocking offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a combination of both, though, because the Bengals, like I said, their D-line is not good at all. No. And I think that's why they got sucked in – their linebackers got sucked in so much because they had to help out, whereas 
I don't think our linebackers, obviously, they're going to have to play the run. But I don't think they'll get sucked in because that front four is going to going to do a great job. we got two guys that can set the edge pretty well, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And then yeah. all three, all four of the guys in the middle can penetrate. So um, I think it was more so their offense. I think it was both. I think it was both. If you had to put Bengals it on one, defense, though. If you had to if put, I it, put it on one, one, I would say the Bengals, the Bengals defense. defense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, tackling was an issue for the Bengals. They also had one of the worst tackling defenses last year. Mm-hmm. And you could just see Chubb and, and Hunt just running through tackles or, you know, ankle tackles. However, they'll both put the ball on the ground against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Chubb fumbled twice and Kareem yeah. Hunt f- fumbled once. So they'll put the ball on the ground too. So yeah, we got yeah. to look out and for th- that. That's the thing. We, we've got to get we, – one, one way that will really I – mean, okay, maybe this goes without saying – well, no. They beat the Eagles because of turnovers largely, mm-hmm. because of interceptions, like largely. And then the offense did what they had to do from there. So we got to get turnovers every game. Right. Honestly, we have to. That game, that Cardinals game is different if, if we score a touchdown after the, yeah. big, after the Kyler interception, right? You know, I, I looked at that game and I'm like, man, we really beat ourselves. We, yeah, we really you know? did beat ourselves. Like I was, I think, I think back to the game and I'm like, all right, we're down 7-0, it's over. But now that I look back at it, man, we had plenty of opportunities and it was really over at halftime, you know, but we had opportunities in that game and we kind of beat ourselves. We had Kyle yeah. right where we wanted him, you know? Yeah. If, if like, if you had the same thing happen against the Browns where you get a Baker interception that puts you at the 20 and then you turn it over and then you stop them and punt it and fumble at the 40, yeah, you, see? <laughs> you were going to lose that game too, you know? Exactly. Because we would have had field position if Sims doesn't fumble that. Punch. Oh man. Instead they had even better field position. Also starting the start opening kickoff. It's just, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they've got to get the turnovers uh, if we really want to have chances to win games this year. I mean, probably at least two a game. And then the offense right. also has to produce off of those turnovers. I think they will have chances to get turnovers from the Browns. Oh, yeah, big time. I think I, I, I'll see some sack fumbles. I see, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very confident going into this game, although I, yeah. I picked them to lose, but okay, you did. it's a very winnable win. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, a thing with the Browns is I feel like just with their psyche, with, you know, with Odell and all that's talked about, Baker, if you're able to get up on them, then I feel like that almost messes with them even more. Like, if you're mm-hmm. able to get up with them, then there's, that's when you start to see the breakdowns and the bad body language. and That's when the, even more mistakes start to come because they're losing. So I think it'll be pretty critical, especially in this game, for this offense to get off to a strong start. I mean, if they could just go on at least a field goal drive to start the game, that would be a massive yeah. improvement. That would um, be. And I mean, yeah, it's, I want to see Dwayne settle down. Uh, uh, it was Scott Turner or Ron Rivera. One of them said it, but they they said it perfectly. I was trying to trying to say this on um, on the breakdown of him, but I couldn't figure it out. They said it perfectly. He needs to play fast, but not rushed. And right now, Dwayne Haskins is playing rushed. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he needs to play fast, but he needs to slow down and not play as fast as he's playing. Right. Don't rush the play. Just play the play in the speed that it's meant to be played. If you watch the end, the last drive, maybe the last two drives against the Cardinals, he was actually not playing rush those last two drives. There was one play he went through, I think, four progressions. Like He went fully from left to right, delivered a ball to Gibson that should have been caught. The very last play was 30-yard completion to Sims, probably the best play by the offense so far this year, and it was the same thing. So – for Dwayne, 
I mean, the offensive line needs to hold up. But regardless of that, even if they don't hold up, you still have to play fast, not rush. Um, Dwayne, like how worried are you at this point about Dwayne? Because for me, it's still been two games. Yeah, it's it's two games and it's a new offense, new coordinator. I'm not really worried at all. I think, and and one, one, one point I want to make, actually, I think I want to make two points, but Look at young guys who other okay, first of all, Daniel Jones did not play well against the Bears. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to point that out. He didn't he didn't play any better than Dwayne did. Actually played <laughs> worse. I'd probably give him the knock because he had a couple turnovers. Um, but Dwayne, like Dwayne starting slow, but then making up for it, which we anticipate happening, which we hope will happen where he starts slow but then starts to have good games. There's no difference between that and another one of these young guys starting better and then struggling, which we know is gonna happen. Like we know Daniel Jones is going to struggle no matter how well he plays at whatever point. I mean, Justin Herbert played well. I, I mean, he missed some throws too, and his defense played well. We know he's going to struggle. Joe Burrow played well and struggled. Like, it, all young quarterbacks are going to play well and struggle. It doesn't matter whether they start well and struggle, whether they start struggling and play well. And so for Dwayne, he does need to play well. And, I mean, he needs to, you know, play well sooner than later. But if he has two – rough games and follows that up with two solid games then that's no different than having two solid games and having two rough games exactly. right so that's just what we need to see from Dwayne even if they don't win but but I just because you always compare it to young guys and say I agree we need to see more special plays we need to see more throws that are like this is why we drafted this guy but two games is two games also this is a thought I had Dwayne is not a rookie but he's also making his ninth start his eighth and yeah. his ninth starts so if he actually was a rookie, if this was his first year playing, the narrative would be very different, Ted. Right. right? It would be he needs to get better with accuracy. He needs to be consistent with his mechanics, but he's protecting the ball well. But, you know, be more focused on the positives. So I know he's not a rookie, but in terms of amount of games played, he is a rookie still. Yeah, he right? is. I mean, he hasn't played a full season's worth of games. You're a rookie for your first full season. Top of that last year. He wasn't even being prepared to play. And then this year, I know everyone's had to deal with it, but it's a brand new thing for him. So I'm starting to kind of look at it more through that with the one caveat that he does have to prove himself this year, as opposed to if he was a rookie, he wouldn't have to mm-hmm. quite yet. But I'm kind of looking at it more as the lens of like, it's not like this is his first, his second full year. He's still in his rookie season. Yeah. So yeah. he's a lot to have those struggles. I don't know. Those were just my thoughts on Dwayne. I don't know if you have anything you want to add. No, I, I don't. You just hit you hit it on the head. Uh, like I said, my expectations. I mean, Daniel Jones is three and twelve, and it starts. Yeah, <laughs> three and six. <laughs> so it's we really have no, and it's a new offense, and the coaching staff didn't like him last year really much. So yeah, and then and then when they did simplify the game for him the last two weeks, the last two out of the three weeks, you saw him clicking. So. I'm not worried about it. It's only a matter of time. Let him get, let the office coordinator get used to his quarterback and let's just give him some time. Let's give him this year. At the end of the day, he's one and one. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. 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 Then that's what I'm saying. If you, you would have, if you would have played the way he played, but we won, it still would have been different. Exactly. You know? I mean, that's how winning cures everything. Uh, and like, like we've said, well, obviously Dwayne needs to play better. Like that, Obviously he does, but it's just, there's no reason to like jump on him now. Exactly. Right. Like, <laughs> Let's stick with them. Let's, let's give them. Develop. Let's go ahead. I said, let's develop them. And, right. And, and let's, yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, these fans, man, they're just so quick to, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
if you were, <laughs> I, I was just like the, sometimes I got to put myself in his spot and say, man, I wish, I, I wish someone would give me more than nine games before they judge me, you know? And right, right, right. Right. So, I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to stick with Dwayne and I'm a believe in him because I know yeah. the potential's there. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Just, just let's, let's take it as two games for this season. Nothing more. It's not more than two games. It's, it's okay. literally just and one and one. So, I mean, it's not like he's throwing picks that are sealing it. That's the other know? thing. Exactly. If he was playing the way, you know, he first came out against the giants, which I'm not holding that against him, but if he was playing yeah. like that, okay, I'll give you that. Six picks exactly. through two games. Okay, that's a real problem. Exactly. He has, he, he's really only throwing one interceptable pass. Like he needs to yeah. needs to improve, but not gonna not gonna start killing him after two games. All right. I guess that's our Dwayne conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we support him. Like I think that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah, if at the end of the year he's not the guy, then well, we supported him. But I'm exactly. just. I hope he. I hope he gets all sixteen games. Yeah, all sixteen. Same. We know Kyle Allen's not the guy. No, he's yeah. a good backup, I think. No offense. Uh, okay, so I want to try something. Um, hero of the week. If they win, who will be the hero of the week? Uh, it could be anybody, player, staff, coach, referee, I don't care, whoever, fan, <laughs> who is going to be the hero of the week, assuming that they won? I'm going to say it's going to be Chase Young. <laughs> that's, a, um, that's a good choice. <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be Chase Young. He's going back home, uh, obviously, not home, but he's going back to his, you know, his college. Him, yeah. Dwayne, Terry, they're all going back to Ohio. I think I think Chase is going to have a big game. I just yeah. think I can see two sacks, three sacks or something like that, or a sack fumble. I think that, I think he will be the hero. Yeah. Hero. Okay, yeah. okay. Chase, Chase Young, your hero of the week. Okay. Yeah, and he looks like a hero too. He looks he's built yeah, like he a does. superhero. That dude is crazy, man. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go hero of the week. I'm gonna go Scott Turner if they okay. if they win. Because I think if they win, the offense will have played better. I'm not even saying great, but better. And I think that uh, we'll see a like a, I think if the offense plays better, Scott Turner deserves credit for that. So hero of the right. week for me, if they win, is gonna be Scott Turner. Um I guess we can flip it now. Let's just say because we always have to go for both scenarios. If they lose, who's the villain of the week? Uh, you want to do that for Washington or for Cleveland? You know what I'm saying? Should we pick yeah, a Washington say, person? Yeah, I'll say. Uh, yeah, we, you want to do both? Sure. Okay, sure. I'll say. The, I'll say the hero for the Browns would be Baker. Okay. The villain for the Browns would be Baker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say hero for the Browns. I'm gonna do as a, a Batman and Robin, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. That's gonna those are gonna be okay. my heroes for them. Okay. Villain Miles Garrett. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He had a sack fumble that put the Browns at like the one yard line last week. Yeah. That really helped. Uh, really helped. Really helped the Browns out. So yeah, that's my heroes and villains. Um, yeah, we don't have to do villains for Washington. That's kind of that's kind yeah. of derogatory, yeah, but uh, <laughs> we can do that if they lose and say who it yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. And let's just do one thing. One thing. Just pick one thing that you need Washington to show you this week. Mm. I need them to show me a more 
aggressiveness on the line of scrimmage, both offense and defense. I want to see them get off the ball quick because that's what's going to win us this game. You see Ron Rivera, he mentioned in the conference press conference that we're going to have to play aggressive from the start. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for O-line and D-line to both play aggressive and physical from the yeah. beginning. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I have something to add to that after I say mine, mine, which I keep forgetting, but I know what it is. My one thing is, oh, I want to see how they bounce back. I want to see them bounce back from a loss. Okay. First time yeah. losing under Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah. We lost. I want to see how they bounce back. And I want to see yeah. them bounce back. Yeah. I right? think that's um, going to play with the aggressiveness. I think that's okay, going to come yeah. in. Man. I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, even if they don't win, I want them to bounce back well. You know, if you lose, Same. you know, on a game-winning touchdown, a game-winning field goal, I'll take that as a good bounce back. Same. But I'm saying don't come out and get down 17 to nothing for three weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. You're that's right. not a good bounce back. Um, yeah. One thing I was going to say about the offensive line and aggressiveness is the the run blocking hasn't been great for the offensive line either. That's mm-hmm. something that's not talked about as much because someone really has to point that out. Um, but, like, there was one play, should have been a touchdown before the fumble in the red zone. If Schweitzer, Schweitzer, whatever, if he gets to – well, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Is that the right play? I might be mixed up. But whatever, there was one play where Schweitzer – it was about the five-yard line. If he, if he gets his man – it was, a, it was a touchdown for J.D. McKinney. Yeah. That wasn't before the fumble. That was before the field goal. When they got to 20-3, to three, it would be 20-7. Yeah. There was a third and one, after, a second and one after a nine-yard run by Antonio Gibson where Sheriff can get up to the second level and block a linebacker. Honestly, Tay Gibson might, might score a home run touchdown. He might be scoring. Um, and so it's oftentimes that one block that's missed in the run game that changes it from a big run to a, a short or a loss. So – Hope, I'll, like you talked about aggressiveness, I want to see that in the running running game by the line, by, by the offense and the defense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you guys are losing. Well, I mean, we're we're standing by our pre our early like our our predictions before the season. You predicted a win last week and a loss this week. I'm predicting a win this week over the Browns. I think it would be something like 17 to 20. Um, okay. Close. Feel either either of game-winning field goal or we're up 20 to 10 and some but I think something like that since I picked the loss I'm going to go ahead and go 35 28 that'd be that'd be a good showing by the offense if they get it I think it'd be 35 28 but I think like I said I think it could be the reverse mm-hmm. I think this is a very winnable game but I'm going to go with Browns 35 28 just to stick with my my prediction yeah and um I also, I think it's kind of important for them to win this game because you play the Ravens after this, and look, anything's yeah. possible, but yeah. <laughs> Ravens are probably the best team in the NFL right now, and so yeah. one and one could turn into one and three pretty quickly, and then you play the Rams, who are doing well, one four, yeah. so, so it'd be really, really, really important to get this win uh, against the Browns, and uh, yeah, I mean, just, they can do it, so hoping they go out and, and produce and perform and bounce back from a loss to, to the Cardinals. But this is a very, very different team that they're playing. It's completely different, different court. I mean, I like, I don't want to sound like Captain Obvious when I say that. When I, I mean, like, strategically, the Browns offensively are completely different than yeah. the Cardinals. So we'll just have to see what happens. And if somehow, we never hope for injuries, but if Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams are unable to go or are able to go but are kind of banged up, that would be a huge positive. That'd be huge. And that might force them to not go with as much man, or if they do, give more opportunities against man. Um, exactly. 
So yeah, okay, we can we can finish this up. Hope they take a couple shots down the field this week because they haven't really called many shots down the field. So hope they take a couple shots down the field. That's all I've got. I don't have anything else to add. You got anything else to add, Tate? That's it. Let's let's get this let's get this win, and um, hopefully we can hit, be heading to Baltimore, or we'll be at home. But two and two, two and one. So two and one. Yeah, that would feel good. I mean, at that point. They are sixty six percent of the way onto last week, last season's win total. So exactly, and we, we didn't win our first game till eight. week six. Week six, so week six against the against the also zero and five Dolphins. Yeah, see, <laughs> and they won by one point because the on the two point convert because they went for two and their receiver dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. The two point convert. So yeah, <laughs> they're already doing better. The back half of the schedule, you got zero and two Giants. You got. 0-2 Eagles, you got 0-2 Cincinnati, you got 0-2 Eagles. If you can pull out those six games, that's 7-9 right there. So, Yeah, that second half of the schedule, that, that end is going to be huge. Uh, and the Panthers, 0-2. 0-2, so. yeah. And I the mean, hey. Lions, 0-2. I think, I think so, maybe. Yeah. We play the Lions. Do we play the Lions this year? Do they play the Lions this year? I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, Lions are 0-2. Yep. Good points. Good points. Um, okay. Uh, well, you'll nice seven games right there. You know. So. Yeah, seven games is, is I think pretty. I think it's doable. I think it's doable. The Eagles are. I mean, uh, you saw Rager's Rager's out for what six to eight weeks. Yep. There's man. They are. They are crazy. Up. The Eagles are banged all the way up. It's Carson Wentz. You see what happens when you don't have any weapons. So let's look at Carson Wentz. Yep. See what. okay uh we will talk to you after the washington football team as i predict beats the cleveland browns that will be fun that will be great hope that happens until about sunday night enjoy your weekend we'll talk to you soon uh this is todd it's tay thank you for listening Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.